Welcome, everybody, to Pick and Roll. This is your NBA betting show that goes live every weekday right here on the Board YouTube channel. We go through NBA free picks. We go through discussion on the NBA's most trending topics. So if you want to catch all these live streams, like I said, five times a week, then please make sure you are subscribed to our channel. Help us on the road to 1,000 subscribers here. And also, if you find yourself enjoying this live stream along the way, smash that like button. Goes a long way to supporting what we do over here at the Hammer Betting Network and on the Board YouTube channel. We're here yesterday. We're here following up yesterday's 3-0 and day. And my goodness, we definitely needed that bounce back day. And we got it. Uh, really feels like we finally got some luck on our side with some of these bets. Uh, contrasting to Tuesday's plays that look good at halftime. And lost these ones. Some of these maybe looked bad at halftime and won, other than the third play, which was an absolute home run, which we'll talk about in just a second here. But let's pull up uh, the bets from yesterday to recap everything that went down. Like I said, a much needed three and O day. Uh, Pips, what were your thoughts on the slate? How everything went down here? As I pull it up here, here are the three winners. Yeah, we, we had the winners, but we, we were close to not having winners. Yes. And <laughs> again, I think the the reads were great. Like D'Angelo Russell was on the on the hook, and both positive side shot five of seventeen. Lavin was on, on the hook, positive side shot seven from twenty three. That's like unbelievable poor shooting in like Kings and Houston Rockets. That's two of the easiest matchups. And we see D'Angelo crushing the tough matchups, Lavinta crushing the tough matchup, and now he suddenly struggles. But he got there. They are actually cleared, like not in the last couple of minutes. Like it was like, yeah, Lavin cleared in the last couple of minutes, but the game almost went to overtime. It was only the crazy shot making of the Aaron Fox that. Oh, what a like, player, man. Shot that prevent from the overtime. And yeah. Folks, it's amazing, especially in the fourth quarter. And D'Angelo Russell clearly, like, with five minutes left. So they were actually blitzing him, which is, was a huge surprise for for me as a Rockets fan. We have two wins in a row, guys. You should be worried about us moving forward. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said on yesterday's show, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockets beat the Lakers yeah. here. And that, that's a pivotal loss for the Lakers, who rested AD for this one. So, yeah, yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah, it was comfortable, very comfortable win for the Rockets. It ended up with four points, but that's because Lakers scored some garbage time points. It was crazy, actually. But Lakers, uh, Houston, my Rockets were leading by double digit to almost the entire game. So, yeah, they won back-to-back against the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers. So, that's that feels nice. Yeah, um, they... Like we said with the with the hooks here, uh, got a little bit of luck on our side here. I told you guys we just kind of kind of wait until this all balances out a little bit. Uh, we can add in two wins on the hook here as Levine gets exactly twenty five, uh, Russell gets exactly eighteen. Yeah, Russell had plenty of time to go way over this and just didn't. Levine it actually took a lot late in this game uh, for Levine to get over. It really looked like he was not going to get there, but thankfully. Of course, uh, he does in the end. We actually, actually like when the third quarter was done, I actually had more confidence in Lavine than in D'Angelo Russell, but they both cover, so that's great. Yes, yes, uh, great to see. Um, maybe do a, a little bit of luck here from the bad luck to start off the week. 
Uh, let's hope we get yeah. some more today. Uh, but, you know, we, we still have to recover from, from the bad start to the week. This doesn't quite fully make that up. Hopefully, this official play from today's show can do a good job in getting us further back on track and set us up for Friday here. One official play coming to you guys for today's smaller Thursday slate. Lots of March Madness basketball to look at as well later. But from an NBA perspective, we're looking here at the Kings and the Nets. We have Mikhail Bridges over 23 and a half points. He has been playing like a star player recently. And Spencer Dinwiddie over six and a half assists for minus 115 odds at DraftKings. So uh, with only the one pick here, we can flip it right over to Pips. What do you like about this play? Everything, like literally everything we spoke about, a ton about Mikhail. And I'll just go through his numbers so you know, like, can understand this. So we'll talk about non blowout games. So, like, his scoring with the since that loss against the Knicks when he had him last time, I'll go like throughout his scoring in non blowout games. He scored 45 against Miami Heat, 24 against the Atlanta Hawks. 31 against the Bucks, 38 against the Celtics, 33 against the Hornets, 30 against the Rockets, 34 against the Wolves, 25 against the Nuggets, and 34 against the Thunder. That's like that's crazy. If we exclude non-blowout games, that's like 35 points on average. Can I just add in something here? A lot of the times you see players on bad teams do this because they just get the green light to do whatever they want. This is a team in the middle of a playoff race as well, fighting for the fifth seed. This is insane. Yeah. So like, I excluded the game where he played 12 minutes against the Bucks, and he scored 10 points. So he'll cover this line. Like he was on trajectory. Like uh, there I exclude some blowout loss against the Knicks where he scored 21. In a blowout, that's actually a pretty great to score 21 in a blowout playing less than 30 minutes. And that's it. Like, that's it. So, yeah, yeah. Like, here's his stat list as a, as a Brooklyn net. He's averaging 26.3 as a net, which includes, like you said, uh, the 12-minute game that he had includes, like, the blowout games. Like, it's just, it's just remarkable. <laughs> truly, yeah. truly. Yeah, so he is getting the Kings. They are, like, he's playing shooting guard position with the, the Kings. And they are like one of the worst shooting guard defenses in the league. They don't get any player to cover him. And it's the Kings. High pace. Like, Lavin scored 25 last night on very, very poor efficiency. Like, Mikhail, as as of now, like, his efficiency is crazy. Like, and he's consistent. Like, like, over the last, since he came, like, over that hit game, which was over a month ago, he had only one game where he shot under 40%. And that was against the box in that game where he played only first quarter. So, like, if he gets the like, Kings fast paced game, he'll get, like, Nets are projected to score over 120 points. So, like, he should get <laughs> his yeah. amount. And the second part of this bet is. Spencer Dimity assists. So, like, we, since our bet on Spencer Dimity assist, I need to mention <laughs> that. So, in the last 10 games, Spencer Dimity only had one game with less than eight assists. Guess 
Gwen was that. Oh, when the game we bet on him for sure. For sure. Like eight, like out of the last 10 games, he had nine games with eight or more assists. Not seven, eight or more assists. Oh, and over the last three games, he had 11, 16, and 11. And in all three, he had 21 potential assists, which it flows that. So it's, it's probably like 25 potential assists. Like, I watched some games of this, and I think he had more than 21, but like he's running the point. And they just trying to, like, prior to that, that the last three games, he was like around 16 potential assists, and everyone else was like eight, nine, a couple of other players, but they are now like heavy into Spencer Divinity. Like, Spencer Divinity 21, everyone else less than five. So they are running the point through him. And Kings. Over the last, I don't know, I'll just check. So, throughout the entire season, Kings allowed the fifth most assists to opposing point point guard. And over the last 15 games, they allowed the second most. So, they are allowing a ton of assists to opposing point guards. They usually do some ice defense, which moves the driver like away from the rim and opens up the, the, the assists for him. Because they usually use two guys, two guys on the drive, so that opens up a lot of assists for point guards. So that's why the point guards have usually high number of assists against them. And also, dream protection is non-existent for 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 the for the Kings. So there is always easy some buckets for uh, for bigs or for easy drives. So yeah, that's that's that should be easy one for cover. And with Mikhail Bridges being in great form, I think he's a great spot tonight. Kings is on a back-to-back, so I don't expect them to play crazy good defense. Yeah, we, we don't need the Brooklyn Nets to win this game, although they have been winning a lot of games recently. So, uh, high-paced game. These guys have been playing well. I like the spot for this. I, I'm, I'll say I'm actually confused that uh, the, the Nets are three-point favorite in this one. I don't think that's... I think this should be even, like, that doesn't matter that Kings are on the on the back to back. I think they won like ten out of the, eight out of the last ten back to back games, and every game was like one or two point spread, so ended up with like single digits. And so I I don't think it bothers them that that much. So the only thing that could be a problem is the Aaron Fox had some troubles with I think ankle or something. But he still ended up killing them in the forts after the trouble with ankles. So I think he's fine. Right. So uh, a lot of things make sense about this bet. Uh, we'll recap it once again a little bit later on. That is just going to be the one play for today. One thing that we did want to discuss, though, uh, this does involve a game that we had money in yesterday, which was the Warriors and Clippers game. Uh, we needed Seth Curry to get 25 plus for his side of the wager. Uh, he got double that. He had 50. So Maybe next time we can look at the 50-plus line on Steph Curry instead. Uh, I'll see this now. Curry drops 50, but the Warriors still lose in one of the most important games so far of the season. I mean, every game is like the most important game right now in the Western Conference playoff race. The Golden State Warriors have won 29 games at home and lost seven games at home. On the road, they have only won seven games, and they've lost 27. So, um First of all, Pips, I kind of want to hear. Let, let's talk about the fifty-point game. Um, what, what, 
what the hell happened here? Because 50 points against, you know, stellar defenders like the Clippers have. Uh, you'll have to kind of take me through what happened if you managed to catch this game. The same reason I bet on him. Like, I know they have stellar defender. I actually mentioned it in, on the stream. Like, good luck, Paul George, running through so many screens to, to get to the Steph Curry. Like, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are amazing on-ball defenders. Like, you have the guy in front of you and you defend your guy. Like, they are one of the best in the like last decade decade in the league like you put a guy in front of them and they is defend isolation that's not even close to it what it takes to defend Steph Curry like if you want to defend player like Steph Curry like you need to do like entire team needs to focus on defending Steph Curry and they just put like Kawhi Leonard or Paul George to just track him down and like every third possession, they will lost the track of him and Steph Curry will hit wide open three. And when he hit a couple of these, when he gets on fire, like then you can just, you can't stop him even if you put like five players. Like he will just drive, take a step back and like throw it. Like you can't block that shot and it's going in. So like, and he gets on, like you need to like do your best to, to not to, to like deny him the ball, to, to, to deny him like as a team defense. And not let him start being hot. But when he hits like three, I think he had two threes. When one possession, Kawhi Leonard lost him, and one possession, Paul George lost him. Like, and he got a good look. He made those two, and then he went nuts. Like, after that, like, he was unstoppable. He was hitting like everything. And that thing with, with the players that when they get hot, like Steph Curry, it's, it's crazy. Last night, I don't know if you just saw like Malik Monk, like, like, he made one three. Like he didn't. He was scoreless in the first half. The second half, he made one three. Then he made like three straight threes. Like unbelievable. Like he just throw the ball like blindside and he's going in. Like those are the guys that when he gets caught. But Steph Curry is great overall. But when he gets caught, like, yes, that's, that's the same thing with Clay Thompson. Like when he gets caught, like in the first half against the Suns, like you, you just the only way to defend him to not let him shoot like. If he gets that small space to shoot, that's going in like that. Then like there is no difficult shot for them anymore. Like it's only if we are able to take the shot or not. And unbelievable. Just the, like unbelievable. He is like I think I don't know. We should check like the the years uh, with the guy. I, I think he's the only guy, like the oldest guy uh, in in the NBA history. To average like 36 and 6 at the age of 35. Like with uh sorry, sorry, Curry here. Yeah. Uh it's, I think I saw the stats that like he's the oldest player to ever like average 36 and 6. I, I don't think I can find this one on the fly, but uh I imagine yeah, there is I, a I'm, very I'm sure. like I, I was watching the, the game okay. and the, the, okay. they said it on the screen, like NBA officials. So like yeah, and not only that, he averaged the, those numbers. He is like 50, 40, 90, yeah. and easily. And when you look at the true shooting, it's even crazier. It's 67%. Like, and that will be all interesting. But if he was like catch and shoot guy, like he's taking unbelievable tough shots. Every game, entire team is like completely focused on we need to stop Steph Curry. Like all five, all five players, every single night. 
and he's still still able to produce those kinds of numbers. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I would usually attribute a guy like Steph Curry with somebody who would fade off with age just because they're the way they play is so physically demanding that you know as you lose your a lot of your athleticism as you get older your game starts to drop off as well. Not for Steph Curry, evidently his game is very IQ based as well, but uh, he, he's still despite you know injuries coming here and there he's doing such a great job of keeping himself in good enough shape to run all throughout the game to get himself open for these shots to create his own shots like it actually is crazy for people who have played basketball it's so physically demanding the fact that he can continue to execute like this is ridiculous so uh curry oh yeah go ahead go ahead yeah i'll say like this is probably this could be maybe and probably his best season so far in curry like with it's, it's scoring efficiency and everything. Like when you look at everything, this is his the best scoring season of his career at age thirty five. Even better than the unanimous MVP season. Yeah, I think it is. Like, let me see. Let me just. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not doubting. I, that would just be shocking because, uh, <laughs> which was the the unanimous MVP season? It's I believe 2015, was twenty sixteen. I think it was. Uh, 2015-16? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah, Which is, oh, effective, yeah. if he has effective yeah. field goal, is the exact same right now as that year. Yeah, almost. Wow. Like, yeah. True shooting a bit better, but he had a bit more assists, so it's like evens out. Wow, yeah. Um, so, has, for a fact, better or he, close to it, at least. Yeah, he has, for a fact, better true shooting percentage this season by like 0. .005. Very close, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is uh, that is incredible. Um, and Alfon, the Curry, as good as Curry, we know how good Curry is. The Warriors have seven road wins this season. Um, what do you think is, like, Curry dropped 50 and they lost here. They just can't win on the road. What do you think about this team is causing all these issues compared to the success they're seeing at home? I'll just go through some numbers of the last game, so it will be pretty self-explanatory. Okay. So, Golden State Warriors shot 56% from the field, 47% from the three, and they lost the game. So, when I say, say this, like, what's the first two things that come in your mind? Well, they can't stop anything. <laughs> Not only that, like, the thing that you your Raptors are good at. Uh... Sorry to make a catch of guard or something like it, it's it, it's 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 the thing that's for me that first thing comes to mind when the Raptors are are, are are like they are opposite of the of the Golden State Warriors. Well, they do poorly on both on they they shoot poorly, but the other team shoots poorly as well. No, they are getting more possessions. Oh, like, okay, I see. Yeah, so so Clippers got heavily out rebounded, out rebounded, and they had. 16 turnovers. Oh, I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. So, like, Raptors usually wins the games that they have so many more possessions, like, uh, of, of the field goal attempts and free to, like, combine yeah. than their opponent. So, even when they, like, shot poor, poorly than their opponent, they usually can win, like, games like this. And the Golden State on the road is complete opposite. Like, they usually shoot good on, like, probably even better than their opponent. But they get out rebound and, and their the turnovers numbers are just crazy. So last game, so 
like like look at this like like uh, Golden State Warriors shot 56% from the field. Clippers shot 48. That's 8% worse. But they get a bit more to the free throw line. They had 7 to 16 turnovers ratio. And they had 16 offensive rebounds to Golden State 7. So like 9 more uh, uh, t- nine more turnovers for Golden State Warriors and 9 more offensive rebounds for Los Angeles Clippers. That's 18 more possessions for goal, for Clippers. You can't win the game with 18 less possessions, no matter how great you shoot. Like that may be some take some historic like game. Yeah, for, well, for the Raptors play. have lost some games like that, yeah. but it's very yeah. difficult to lose from those scenarios. When you have yes. Steph Curry make 50 points. Yes, 50 points. yes. I don't think Raptors will lose if Steph Curry no. make 50. Points. No, no, they would not. Uh, so yeah. that that definitely makes sense, I guess. In that case, it comes down to some some hustle metrics. Uh, HDC makes a good point here. Good point here. Wiggins is out, um, and that makes a big difference to the Warriors what they do. I don't want to comment on why he's missing because I don't want to speculate because I, I just have no idea. I just uh, agree with Javon. Like, I hope everything is okay there. And another good point: seven of seven Warriors road wins, five of them with Andrew Wiggins. So certainly, yes, yeah. makes a difference. I agree, but like it's seven, actually, seven. I think I'll say like. He, he he's more important to this team than Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole. Wow, ah, so significant having him missing yeah. from the games for all this. For time. sure. And uh, once again, hopefully everything is going all right with him. Hopefully he can get back to playing basketball as soon as he is able or as soon as he's comfortable, whatever the situation is. But um, it it just seems like hustle metrics at this point. Um, like the Raptors, they know that a lot of the times they are the inferior team, so they just outwork you. And a lot of the times, that's how they get wins. Last season in particular, that helped them out a lot. And the Warriors, I guess, are a little bit different. Maybe they feel like the talent can overcome. Maybe, like, I don't know, we're, we're, we're commending how, how much effort Curry puts into these games at 35 years old, yet still the other hustle stats don't showcase in other areas. Uh, Warriors also last in the league, apparently, in free throw attempts here for Vinny. That, that That's significant as well. Is it... You know, the type of shots that they're settling for. All these things come into play. I understand so, all this, but it's just like they, they've won 20, 29 out of 36 games at home. This is a good basketball team when they feel like it. But why don't they feel like it when they're on the road? Is there any explanation maybe we can get for this? So, like, I, I don't care for this. Like, I'll just go. To, like, they lost, like, against the Clippers. I'll just check the last two losses on the road. They mm-hmm. lost against the Grizzlies, huge blowout without John Morant. Yeah, yeah, they got killed in that one. Golden State Warriors, 17 turnovers in that game, so unbelievably high again. And again, uh, 10 less rebounds. Then they lost against the, against the Thunders, and Steph Curry was also great in that game. He scored 40 points. And they had 21 turnovers in that game compared to the, and also 11 less rebounds. So it's like every game, it's like 10 more turnovers, 10 less rebounds, and they are just losing the games because of it. Like, again, again against the Thunder, they still shot 40, 53% from the field, 40% from the three. And again, lost the game by 10. Like, it's, so they, when they got out of their home, they just, can't rebound and do so many stupid turnovers. And 
that that's why they're losing the game. They are not shooting worse. Like they are like there's no like shooting the big difference. It's only that they just can't like control the ball and rebounds. Yeah, I, I'm looking at some of the biggest home versus road splits in NBA history. Uh, the Warriors actually surprisingly aren't even in like the top 10, although most of these metrics come from the 50s other than um, one from the 60s, one from the I, Nuggets I will in actually, 89. I will actually ignore anything before 80s. I uh, yeah, I, I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. So yeah. since that time, this would be the third biggest home away discrepancy. Um, Denver being involved isn't too shocking because of the high altitude in Denver, which gives them yeah, such a home that, court that, advantage. That's, what, that's the thing I wanted to to, uh, to, to to say. Like, I'm not surprised if Denver is there. Like, and some other teams that like have like the the biggest uh, travel. Like, I I once was some studying did and some research and was doing some like modeling and stuff. So I checked some numbers and the mileage, like the 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 distance. Some teams travel throughout the season, and the like. It's huge difference between the the team that travels the most mile miles and the team that travels the least miles. So it's not the like every, away games not not the same for the everyone. Like so, some teams have higher issues with traveling so much more than the others. So it it, it could also be that it, into the equation. But yeah, I understand when there is like Denver, like I expect them to be great at home and struggle away. And that it's not like they are great at home. The other teams that come today, town struggle there. Like it's not the usual road trip. All right. So, and one last thing to finish off with here, because this is a pretty good question that came in from HDC. Uh, Paolo Mancaro is a rookie of the year, a consensus pick for rookie of the year for sure. But uh, Jalen Williams is building himself quite the case uh, recently. And I wonder if Oklahoma make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they will. But I wonder what his case is. I'm interested in your take on this, Pips. Do you think that it's pretty much locked in as Ben Carroll at this point? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the, usually it's the one who says the first narrative early into the season. And it needs to, like, be huge drop-off late into the season that, to make the change there. I love Jalen Williams, but he has yeah. less points, less rebounds, less assists. And so uh sorry, I'm on DraftKings just to quickly find the odds. Bancaro is a minus ten thousand to win this award at this point. <laughs> so I think yeah. uh, also, nothing is guaranteed, but that's pretty much a lock. Yeah. And, and also like I think Pankero till the end of the till the, for the rest of the season after the hostile break will have again amazing numbers. He had some. I'm actually like it's amazing that player his size can do stuff like he can do, but so far like I've seen so many like issues with his game. Like of course he's young, he'll, he'll improve, he'll get there. It's amazing that he can score 20 points at such a young age, a bit so dominant. But man, when I watch him play, like uh, I get my head hurt. Like, hmm. like he's just so like terrible shot selection. Like some low IQ, like decision making when he drives, and like very poor. Like I think that's like something that he can improve with time and experience. But yeah, I'm just like he's 
this season uh, there is not much uh, with injury of, of the chat and with Jabari Smith playing at the Rockets that's not using him properly and that he didn't have like yeah yeah like he has struggled so like it was not the greatest scoring draft talent and it's easy to for Paulo to win like if you took let take a look last couple of seasons he wouldn't be like consider it as a top three for uh I think uh, last year uh, last year was tough because a lot of Scotty Barnes's push was that the Raptors were the fifth seed and they made the playoffs and he was a big part of why which is what yeah. got him over Evan Mobley in the end because the Cavs dropped out of the playoffs which I think that was the only thing that that like it was close but that was the last push that got Scotty Barnes over the line so uh yeah I, I mean wonder. like yeah, I mean, okay, he'll he'll probably be up there with, last year with, because he's scoring twenty points on average. Yeah, that's but, what I mean. I mean, like he's not. Yeah, that's more maybe some personal, but he's very inefficient and like a lot of these guys can. I, I that's probably me because I watched him so many times and I was like frustrated with the way he's playing, but he's obviously a great player, like, and he will yeah. be like amazing going forward in the future. Yeah, like, the. He get rid of these issues that he has yeah the decision making efficiency is something that does not like obviously it's not nothing but for a player as young as him it doesn't really bother me because i just know those things will develop over time and if he's good at everything else then well once the decision making improves then he'll be an even better player but uh interesting nonetheless uh hey maybe a plus four thousand or maybe you find like a plus five thousand flyer on jalen williams uh personally i don't think it's one i would take but yeah uh, I'm, I'm, be I'm a, i love i love Jalen Williams, like he's oh, me too. He's an excellent player. Yeah, he's amazing. All right, let's wrap it up here. Uh, We got some March Madness to watch. At least I'll be watching some March Madness, some uh, college basketball in Europe. Is uh, NCAA tournament at all popular? March Madness? No, I don't think so. Like okay, it's like well, I mean, uh, there are some people that watch it, but they are like guys that heavily like follow the NBA so they are just watching the March Madness to know like the, the talent prospects. and the draft as prospects yeah understood uh well anyways in North America it's massive um some prefer yeah. it even over the NBA playoffs because it's one and done rather than the seven game yeah. series so know, at least like, upsets so anyways that gets started about 20 minutes so I'm gonna be watching that but from an NBA perspective one bet on the table for tonight it's in the Kings and Nets game Mikhail Bridges over 23 and a half points paired with Spencer Dinwiddie over six and a half assists for minus 115 odds at DraftKings. That has been your pick and roll show for today. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, smash that like button, rate and review five stars if you're listening on podcast, and subscribe to the board YouTube channel for NBA free picks and discussion and episodes like this every single weekday. Help us on the road to 1,000 subs. We'll be back here tomorrow for more from the show from myself and Pips. Thanks again, everybody. (laughs) 